0: Okay. Good morning. Today's class is in the success of Rachel Bat Nissan for easy success and sweet results in her divorce trial, and the best results for her and her daughter. And the Unishmat Yama Bat Rachel, also Le Unishmat Yerachmil Daniel Ben Gedalia, and the Unishmat Benema. Also today, Vizrat Hashem, we have a successful Lishva Beravakad Yalban Lishva Shevam Lishva Ema Lishva Reina Malka Batova Basha. All right, today's class, we're going to take a beautiful concept from Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Cook's book, Spiritual Revolution. Again, very, very important. And it's very, very important, this concept. I think this is something that's not taught to us. You know, when we go to high school, when we go to day school, or whatever we go to, you know, we either think we're getting punished or we're not getting punished. We sometimes we think it's like a video game. If you do good, you get rewards. And if you don't do good, you don't get rewards. It's almost like, we, sometimes we lose that relationship because it becomes too much of a religion. We have, a, we have a, a fictional character of our Creator as He's out there to get us, depending on our consciousness. And it's, this is something that you have to really, really, really change. What we, we want to really, really focus on is God is infinite. He's ain't Sof. There's no limits to Him. It's only that we put limits because of our small consciousness. The greater the consciousness the lower, the less the limits, the lower, the less limits you put, the the more that a person has, the more a person can renew himself, the more a person can have a Munah, the more a person will recognize he knows nothing. But the more, the less he knows, the more he thinks he knows everything, the more he will likely put a specific image of God. And that's where, if I think God is uh, cruel, if I I think God is, uh, you know, he's he's stubborn, he's a stingy father, why in the world am I going to go pray? Why in the world am I going to put effort into my spirituality when I think he's out to get me? When I think he's frightening me? Why in the world would I go into growth? I would just go straight into withdrawal and comfort. So this is the it's very, very important uh, this, how important this class is on how important we have to really change the image of our Creator. And what, 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 what should we think about? And this is where Rabbi Nachman says even in Lesson 172 before we get to this. He says, "Whatever person lack, whatever whatever lack a person experience, whether children, livelihood, or health, is entirely from the side of the person himself. For the light of God flows upon a person con- constantly; it's always flowing. But the person, because of his deeds, makes a shadow for himself, so that God's light does not reach him. And according to his deeds, is the shadow of the cast that blocks the light. Thus, the lack." which he experiences is according to with the deed through which the shadow was cast. I hate to make it so simple. It's pretty much, we have a specific agenda, we have a specific uh, uh, idea that we have, we have a specific specific meaning we give to something, and then that creates a, a shadow. This is why the greatest prayer is, Hashem, I want what you want. I want what you want. I want to be aligned with what you want. I don't want to be aligned with what I want. I want to be aligned with what you want. Acceptance, being aligned with God, accepting His will. As the post says, when you do His will, He'll do your will. When you go into the flow of infinity, and you go into the flow of ain't Sof, and you nullify yourself to the oneness, which is exactly what faith is, then everything everything else works out. Why? Because you're removing the shadows that are blocking it. And this is where we see today... It's not that God's it's there's a lot of for example, how could there be a Yeshua? How could there be a salvation today if everybody's living on a consciousness of fear? Where where is the salvation? There's nothing but shadows and blocks and barriers and and, and the world is 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 holding on to a very, very low level of consciousness. Unless the world starts saying there's only God, everything is one. Then the shadows start coming off, but the shadows are only according to the level of your holding. So our job in life is to always remember: we don't change God; we're changing ourselves. We're removing the shadows. Let me get let me get rid of the shadow of fear. Let me give the shadow of low self esteem. All these are shadows, and these shadows cast the light. Behold, the shadow comes from a material thing, sometimes opposite of a spiritual thing. For example, the material something material it blocks the shadow. I can put a penny in front of your face. And I can show you what do you see uh, uh, and let 's see i 'll show you a big mountain and i 'll put a penny in your face you 'll only see the penny you won 't see the mountain. It could be the materialism or the always chasing and 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 living at a low remember a, when you 're in a low consciousness we 're always chasing when we 're in a low consciousness we always need approval we 're always codependent like we gave that class the other day on a low consciousness, you become very very dependent on things etc. But when you stop dropping those shadows and you become nullified with God, you recognize you don't need those things. You recognize those things will come to you, but they'll, they'll come to you where it's not, they'll come to you in a good place where you don't, it's not depending upon your happiness. So what he's saying here, all disagreements between people and all inner conflicts that one suffers in one's mind are only the result of confusing, concerning, confusion concerning the concept of God. Look at that. All, all the bil- bullying, all the games, all the, all the confusion, it's all because you have a specific consciousness of God in your mind that you want a different world and what your, your operating system and his operating system are not matching because you created your own operating system. We must constantly purify our thoughts concerning God so they will be clear of any false beliefs, absurd fears, negative characteristics, Major gaps of comprehension Belief in God is only To bring a happiness to a person To the degree that the greatness of God Is investigated, is understood When this work has begun The soul starts to shine In a higher source And that's called happiness It's called joy Joy is the greatest way to take the Shekhinah Out of exile Because when you reach a level of joy You've gotten to a concept That life is happening for you, not to you you believe he's merciful, he's ain't soft, he only wants to give. I have just cleared all the blockages that allowed that me to be able to receive the light. We all want to receive light today, but we, won't, we don't want to do the work getting rid of the, the, the limited beliefs that are not allowing the light in. Everybody's sitting there, you know, it's like the, the, somebody, you're at the beach, everybody's getting sun, and this person's holding an umbrella, they're complaining, why am I not getting any sun? Take off the damn umbrella take off the damn umbrella. There's a reason why negative energy, we have to get rid of these blockages. And the reason is, how you, how you start recognizing these blockages is through resistance. Resistance comes up, question it, feel it, and then let it go. Resistance is teaching us everything. Resistance is the greatest thing God created. I used to think resistance was bad. Meniyot, I used to think we're terrible. Now I recognize the greatness of obstacles. A greatest, it tells me exactly what I need to work on, it tells me exactly what I need to work on. It's unbelievable, it's, a, it's the greatest mercy in heaven that God should give you. Obstacles and areas, so it makes it obvious So you what you need to work on. What, greater, what, what, what is greater in the world than clarity? What, great, what is greater in the world than clarity? You could be rich, you could be successful. or or money-wise, etc., but you have no clarity in your life. You don't know who to want to marry, you don't know what job you... (laughs) That's not a life. It's just one confusion after another confusion. But when you have clarity, you know exactly what the image, you know exactly what to do, etc. And the essence of faith is the belief that the greatness of perfection of the infinite one, the belief that anything that enters the heart about such manners, except for greatness is just a person's childish imagination that we grew up with, etc. God's gonna punish you. You don't do this, God's gonna punish you. It's not that God's gonna punish you. It's, you're not allowing that light in. If I tell guys, hey, stop doing this masturbation stuff, do, do it, God's gonna, it's not God's gonna punish you, it's you become addicted. You're, you're in slavery. So I'm not, not that God's punished you, God wants you to be free. But because you chose slavery, it's not that God's punished you, you just chose slavery, over freedom, so we're just telling you how to be free, and you're telling me slavery is better than freedom. So how can I help? How can I help a person who tells me slavery is better than freedom? But it's not God punishing you. You're decided. That's the, that's the, that you you chose. This is what we need to understand. That it's very important to understand God. That's why Teshuvah is so great because all Hashem wants you to do is take accountability. That's it. You made a mistake. I made a mistake. Thank you. That's it. Period. Everything, everything but the attempt to, to say, I made a mistake, I didn't see it right, my perspective was off, I know you're great, I just, it's hidden from me the, 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 the solution, help me take off the barriers, help me take off these things, etc. That's, that's the real approach here. But there's no, God created the world, lesson 49, where tells us, that God created his, his world in order to reveal his kindness, and in order to reveal his love. But he needs people to receive it. But if people have a image that God's in a cartoon and he's you know he's out there with a the stick and out to beat you, or he's cruel, or I'm angry at God, or that's only based on a perspective of consciousness. And if you don't change the perspective of consciousness, everything else changes. Period. I mean, you could just see this today. Just they took a poll of independent. How many people that, are, that didn't vote for either either party believe? COVID is over 80% of independents Believe COVID is over They don't want to hear about it anymore 70% of republicans Believe COVID is over 30% of democrats Believe COVID is over It's not that COVID is this It's a perspective Based on what a person Is viewing How he view His perspective Etc Again this is not A political show I'm just giving you An example of Taking COVID Doesn't mean everybody COVID is around It's your perspective Of that situation On how you think That's dangerous to you the same thing, how you view, if, God, if I believe God's given me a sickness, he's destroying my life, because I've created a fear in my mind that this is, he's out to get me, I'm going to get sick, I run away from life. That's only my imagination, that is only my perspective of reality that is not the truth. And this is where, we ha- this is where the deep work has to begin, of really, really cancelling belief systems, cancelling belief systems. Today is cancel culture. Cancelling belief systems that are not working for you. Such as fear, such as guilt, such as shame. You gotta have, you fi- have to find a way to let these things go because there's only ain't self. and that's the bottom line. Any limit one puts go- on God brings one to atheism. How do you like that one? Any limit that I put on God, it- it's considered like I am atheist because you have a different view of your God is not that. You know, people say, why would God do that? Why would God do this? You have to- the person has to be educated. Does evil exist? Absolutely. But our job in this world is to bring everything back to good. Is to elevate evil back to good. How could God allow some things to happen? Again, evil exists, there is free choice in this world. There has to be an equal battlefield for you to get with free will. Otherwise we would all be holding flashlights in the middle of the day. And that, that wouldn't really do much for anything in life. So there has to be the darkness, there has to be a concealment of his light but it's always, always there. The problem is, when the concealment is, a, is a t- whenever we're concealed in our lives, that's a chance where the evil inclination of the ego has a realm of doubt, of a amalik, where you can all of a sudden, when you, see, when you don't have that clarity, you can cling on to negativity, you can cling on to these fears, you can cling on, cling on to, to, to the things, when there's, a, when there's a time of clarity, no clarity, which is, which is a concept of a contraction of light. But it doesn't mean that light is not there, you just have to find it. And more importantly, you have to work on renewing yourself every single day. Constantly renewal, letting go and renew. Let go and renew. You should constantly have the, the, the constant mood of, I am born today, I am born today. This is the greatest mindset you can have, I am born today, because that means I'm open to everything. I have energy today. I'm, I'm open to everything. Versus, I'm dragging on to yesterday's stuff. I still feel like a victim. Why did God do this to me? Why is he putting me through such stress? Why is he doing that to me? That's an image that you have of your creator that needs to be completely cancelled out. An immature faith tries to crystallize God. This is what he's saying here. The greatest impairment For the spirit of humankind is when the ideas of God become crystallized in a specific way due to a habit and childish imagination. This is a form of the sin of creating an idol that we must stay away from. Due to the lack of learning about these matters, the concept of God becomes very obscure, since even the clearest understanding of God is blurry, the concept of God that prevails amongst the masses. And even among those individuals who are supposed to be their leaders, it is that one of a powerful tyrant that one can ex- have no escape from and has all kinds of forced uh, worship. When a person comes to serve God with a skewed belief full of darkness, chaos, and lacking any intelligence of, of Torah understanding, then you will start losing your spiritual light. This is what Rav Nachman spoke about many times. That when people have very little faith, they, they're forced to create a lot of extra chumrot, a lot of extra stringencies. Who's telling you to make all the string juices? God gave you the Torah to live by it, not to die by it. He didn't create the Torah to die by it. When we go and we speak to our Creator, we have to believe that He's. we're just tap, trying to tap into the infinite. And remember, we have the peace of the infinite inside of us, so we're just tapping to something that's already there. God, you came from greatness because you were made from greatness. So your job in this world... It's to tap into greatness. To have a greatness mindset. That is your greatness. Anything but greatness mindset is called limited. And limited blocks light. And areas where you have a limited mindset is areas where you are going to create a specific image of God that does not exist. And you're going to make things so much harder than it is. It's called, the Jews are called hardaholics. Not alcoholics, hardaholics. And many people are making things way too difficult because they're running on a very dysfunctional belief system they don't believe in their salvation they don't believe god could help them they have a very low limited mindset and they have an image of god that is not real and what our job is every day take away these klipot Hashem take away these klipot take away these shadows you know lately you know, today, Baruch Hashem, I was, I was up at the right time in Petzal. It, it took me a while to get there. I don't know why I'm thinking I'm going to be tired. I can't wake up that hour. All kinds of stories that came up with in my head. They were not true. <laughs> not true. None of these stories were anything but true. And today, I says, forget the stories, divorce the story, marry the truth, put your alarm clock at this hour, and get up. Period. And got up. Period. And I recognize what, how much time did I spend on illusions. Illusions. How much time did just spend on Illusions. And wasting my time on nothing but illusions. And this is exactly to understand that. You want something, you get it. How do you get it? You got to press the desire button in your life. And that's it. Period. You got to desire. Desire breaks every obstacle. So there's an obstacle in your mind. It's all your creator wants. He he knows that that thing is very valuable for you. And you just have to press the gas. You're not going to get anywhere in life by pressing the gas and pressing the brakes at the same time. This is what people do. Oh, yeah, no, brakes, here. Gas, okay, (laughs) brakes. Imagine going to, imagine driving a car, one one foot on the right, one foot on the brakes, and expecting to have a happy life. And who are you going to blame? God, look at the car you gave me. Doesn't want to go. Get rid of the brakes, let go of the brakes. Let go of the brakes. I have to scream to people. Let go of the brakes. It's not doing anything for you. Every time you put the brakes on, it's fear-based, period. It's fear-based. Of course, there's a the time to drive. A 16-year-old cannot drive 100 miles per hour on the highway. You have to develop yourself. You have to grow little by little. But don't put the brakes constantly. Now, there's times to put the brakes in life, but not all the time. To regroup, to recalculate. Sometimes you need to start, You know, back up to... to, to to go in the right direction in life, but we can't live with both the right, the gas and the, and the brakes in the same time. And this is coming from fear, and that's the bottom line. But we ha- this is because we have an image. When a person, and just look at you know, David, Con- David Hawkins on the consciousness, the emotion of anxiety is the level of fear, it's the energy, it's the process of enslavement, I'm sorry, the process of withdrawal, and the life view of frightening and the God view of punitive. He's out to get me. So just think about anytime you have a fear in your life, in the one area of your life, that is how you're viewing God. He's out to pu- he's out to get me. Life is happening to me. I'm getting punished to me, not for me. When you start having trust, you view God as merciful. You view God as, I'm sorry, when you start having love, you start viewing love as love. And you go into, pro, you go into the right side. You go, into, you, you go into growth versus the opposite. But this all comes, remember, you cannot expect to have a greater view of God if you don't know God. First, we have to know Him. Then we can thank Him. You can't thank Him for somebody you don't know. And your job is to know Him. You know His attributes. We already spoke about His 13 measures of attributes. How God's merciful. He's patient. He's very, very, very... Throws away our sins. He has tremendous Erech He's slow to anger. He doesn't bring up the past like we do. He, he, he wipes out 13 measures of act. That's one of His greatest attributes. But that's the way of God. It, it's infinite. It's infinite. Infinite mindset. No limit mindset. But just think of ourselves... The the blocks are not coming from our creator. It's coming from frustration of putting the gas and the brakes at the same time and going nowhere and saying, This is the life you gave me, this is the car you gave me. Who's who told you to put the brakes on? That could have came in from your parents. That could have came in from your peers. That could have came in from your friends. Who knows where it is? That could have came came from you know past traumas. We have to let go. We have to let go of the brakes, etc. And what he, look what he's saying here. And this is why I love, I love, the Rabbi, I love Rabbi Cook so much. Because his way of thinking is just unbelievable. So when we believe he's a power, powerful tyrant that nobody could escape from, and we're all forced to worship him, technically you should never have spirituality, that you're burnt out, that you, you're forced. I feel like I'm forced into this. Every single time you have a chance to pray, it's for you. Believe me, unless I was a wacko, I would not wake up in the middle of the night to go pray and do meditation. Unless I was not getting tremendous amount of benefit, I would be completely insane to break my sleep and wake up in the middle of the night to go speak to my creator. But that gave me so much energy and removed so much blockages that I was thinking about. I finally felt free. You understand? That was that is not. People think, oh, wake up at Why are you crazy? Are you crazy? You know, exhausted, I'm going to be... Opposite. Opposite. Exhaustion comes from avoiding growth. That's where exhaustion comes from. Avoiding growth due to fear. That's the root of exhaustion. And then once we have that, somehow, we, our view of our creator becomes completely, completely false. False images, etc. Remember, people don't dump. I've seen many people on the classes. They, they, they get out of the classes... And then they asked to be on. I said, I'm not even, are you, are you, are you paying a pres- prescription? I, I, you don't like something you said, You just throw it out? Go do the TSPN. Imagine you went to go, go watch a football game, the team lost, throw away the heat tickets, that's it. I mean, and this is how impulsive we are, Are we little children, that we cannot handle a rough day in life, that we have to dump an app, dump our creator just because things didn't go your way. I mean, this is the way, this is the way we've became. We have no better than two-year-old children. We have to we have to grow up, and this is something that we have to take responsibility. And that's only coming because we have a very skewed way of our Creator. And I can't I'm telling you this is the majority of the problem. This is the majority of the problem: small minds, big mouths, skewed up view of a Creator, exit strategies. And I'm not ta- I'm not a rabbi. I'm just trying to explain to you from my own faults and my own failures. That when i didn 't know anything, the first person I blamed was, "God, you did this to me. Why are you doing this to me?" and i, re- I didn 't recognize he was, he was saving me and helping me. but in my little mind, my little kid mind, I ne- people don 't grow up from that that 's the problem. people don 't grow up from that man they don 't grow up, they never grow up again. And this is where we have to spirituality is not an option for you. otherwise you 're going to suffer. you 're going to suffer in this world of, of, with stupidity, and this is exactly what 's happening. And he's saying here, there are some religious people who are miserable. Very, you, wouldn't, you don't see that normally in the book. But there are some religious people. Even Rabbi Nachman said, first be happy, then be religious. Because if you're going to serve God out of like, I'm being forced into this deal, it's almost like you're, you're being forced into a marriage you don't want to be in. <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. Honoring God can lead them to their empower, either empower you, empowering a person or weakness, that's the job of, of, of having, a, having a relationship with your creator. Either empowers you or weakens you. All depends on how. If you view your creator as completely infinite, an infinite being, no limits mindset, then you find a way to mimic him by taking off any kind of story, limitations, blockage, and you break them and you let the light in. Giving honor to, to God should give should give a person inner courage. With a man, there's nothing greater that I feel when I go to Uman Rosh Hashanah, and I say, Hashem, you are the King, and I really believe it. I really believe it, and that's after going through tremendous challenges. And I still think, Great Hashem, you are the King. There's a hundred percent approval because I was able to block every single limitations, and the limitations are only I recognize they are only in my mind. But when I go there, and I, when I'm saying Rosh Hashanah, and I'm crowding him, and in my head, I have a 50% poll of eh, eh, King, maybe 50-50. It's not. That's not aligned. You can't be half in when you come when it comes to limitless. Now, to the degree that you surrender, and you go into bital, this is exactly why we go into bittul. We go into surrender is to break these things and let the light in. And this is when a person is completely has, he's trying to do it by himself and he's trying to, even Rev. Nassim says, if you're trying to break an addiction, genius what he said. 250 years ago he said this. He says, when you try to break an addiction, you know what happens? Two more open up. <laughs> okay, you don't have the sex addiction, now you have the food addiction and the money addiction. Genius. smoking. Correct. Time. Exactly. They stop smoking, they start eating. Other addictions open up. But through prayer, the addiction goes away. You nullify yourself. Genius, genius. How many people? There many people I know. Oh, now he's got this problem. Specifically in the... Okay, he's not doing this. Okay, now he's, now he's gambling. Okay, is that better? <laughs> that means they haven't transformed themselves. Only through prayer can you just transform that addiction and break everything. And saying, what am I doing? I don't even need this. Religious people are miserable. Honoring God can either lead into empowerment or weakness. Giving the honor to God should give birth to an inner courage with a man. But there are people who, because of their fear and anxiety, do not dare to contemplate and investigate the concept of God. And so their image of God becomes a stumbling block. Serving God and in then in fulfills the fulfillment of selfish demands from being and their desireless, endless honor. The belief corrupts all sensitive and pure emotions and, the, and these depressed people transform themselves in base slaves who hate each other. Who hate each other. And in truth, it is God who they hate in their hearts. When you hate God, you hate other people. When you love God, you love other people. I, I, that's that's in their mouth and this is where the puzzle comes. And this is why you see, God forbid, 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva die. You see these 24,000 students. This is why Rabbi Rush's has met Meheshim, heal him, who, who's the ultimate example of love. How much he's focusing on us. Have you, look at what happened. People are crushing each other. Hate, the problem is not with people. The problem is your relationship with God. So when you start loving people, and you have a different image of God, you'll start loving people. There's no reason to hate people. Yo, I feel sorry for people who are religious And have no energy I feel sorry for them I said, wow, all of this work And no light after it. You're supposed to be empowered You're supposed to be limitless a so virus comes, you're not supposed to be scared You're not supposed to be You're supposed to have life that, That's the difference with all the work All the work gives you results at the end It's not. What are you doing all this work for? What are you doing all this connection for? To be just like everybody else? It can't be And this is what he's saying here in their mouths they honor me. But their lips, in their, lip, their lips honor me. But their hearts are very far away from me. I don't want their prayer. I don't want their work. Because it's fake. It's fake. And this is why it's okay to talk about your struggle. It's okay to, to be vulnerable. It's okay to say, this is, I'm having a rough, I'm not seeing it right. It's okay to ask a friend when you're struggling, saying, listen, I'm not seeing the light in my life. What's blocking me? That's the right question versus I'm being punished. I'm being, already I have, a, you hear phone calls. I'm angry at God. Okay, right away, forget it about the issue. <laughs> we have to now work on the person's relationship to God. Who cares about the issue? The issue is worthless. If the, if the image of God is, I, he's, I'm angry at him. What in the world can happen? If you're angry at God, to, how can you expect some kind of miracle, Yeshua, how could you expect Him to speak to you when you have resentment in your heart? How could, you, how could it happen? I mean, you would almost need a magician. It's better that you should get a concussion, forget everything you know, and start all over than to expect a Yeshua by limiting God. And this is where we just have to let our Creator in our lives. I've given you many tools, many tools, such as surrender, recognizing you, don't, you know nothing, working on your muna, strengthening yourself, and daily having a daily ritual to remove blockages. The whole world is into blockage removal, etc. Our body keeps score. Our body keeps score. When our bodies are tired, exhausted, sometimes we think we, we need to do too much. We're not letting our Creator in. Rabbi Nachman tells us there's people that believe that without a minimal effort they can make money, that they have to go slay themselves. Our body keeps score. So when you feel the body, and remember, whatever you're holding in the mind, it reflects in the body. Your mind holds it at a much higher frequency in the body. The healing has to be in the mind. It's not, I can get a massage and have constant anxiety. It's only going to relieve temporary muscles. But that next thing you know, that pain's coming right back. So this is where today's, it's my, today's my today's meditation, my today's meditation, was really, really, too much tension I'm holding. Too much tension, I gotta let go. A lot of let go, a lot of letting go today, a lot of letting go, and I feel like a different person. It's because there's certain blockages that I had, certain resentments, or certain things, and that's your job. Let go, and then I'm fresh, I'm clean, my head's clear, everything's clear, tomorrow's gonna be another day. But at least we have a formula, where well, we don't have to go and just say, oh, this is how I feel, I don't wanna feel. This is normal. No, it's not normal. It's not normal to, ha- to not feel some kind of joy if you are connected to Hashem. That is a problem. That is a symptom of a problem if there's no joy. Because remember, and the greatest way to elevate the Shekhinah out of exile is the Adar, through joy. So something has to change. Either perspective, procedure, allow that light in your lives. And he's saying here, any name of God is too limited for our souls. When we speak to God, we should think about the name Ein Sof. So, you went through the Torah. You went through the whole Torah. We go through it every single year. Is there one thing that God has did in that whole Torah that's injustice? Absolutely not. Not one paragraph can you say in the whole Torah, that you read every single day. Can you say, is there one injustice in that, in that whole Torah? that God did something wrong there, or he was not fair, he was not merciful. If we look through the whole Torah, nothing but mercy. But there's people that didn't want to listen. People don't want to listen. So they get wake-up calls. The whole problem came from the people. Their stubborn hearts. But this is not just a history channel, guys. This is reality. This is us. Torah is not just something you read. You have to internalize it. When you hear stiff-necked, stiff-necked, that means close hearted stiff neck not, not believing this is something we have to work on this is not something you should read the Torah and just think it's oh, what, what what parsha is it no internalize the message exactly what Rabbi Nachman is telling us bring the Torah into your heart bring the knowledge into your heart it's not enough for the knowledge to be intellectual because if it goes intellectual nothing's going to happen I can't say I am a passionate person I have to Act passionate. Saying I'm a passionate person is worthless. Imagine you go to an interview. A guy comes in. He looks. He comes in like a turtle, and his resume say extremely passionate, hardworking. But the guy looks like a turtle coming into the. This is you. I would feel the passion. I wouldn't. You don't need to put era, passion on your resume. There's no passion here. In a million years, I would feel it. You would feel the passion. You would feel the energy. You would feel the consciousness. The Same thing. This is where we have to, we have to work on this. We have to, and you need time to do this. You need time to notice. Don't judge, don't judge it. Elevate it and release it. Elevate what's going on in our lives. Whatever, why am I putting on brakes every single time I get to the person's house? Let it go. Where's the brakes coming from? Fear is brakes. Fear puts the brakes on everything. There's also, you also, we also don't want to take on something too fast because then we're not going to be able to maintain it. So it's not that you never put brakes on. There's a time to put brakes on, but not on every single situation. If you go too fast also is a problem because then you won't maintain that level. You're going to run out of gas. So that's another situation. So these are two things that we really, really understand. Number one thing is, and this is what he's saying here, it is possible God does not exist. He is existence. See the difference? He is existence. He's existing in everything. We see godliness in everything. Remnachman says your job is to see the godliness in everything. In everything, in every conversation, you could see godliness. You can see from a woman like Whoopi Goldberg how to do Teshuvah right away. You can see godliness in everything. You can see from a conversation, you could see from anything, anything you could see godliness. Godliness. Whatever you learn from His godliness. It is impossible for, for the soul to have a firm foundation in anything but God. And it also, you could see from, from her, that it took a whole, her whole life, she built her career, and in one minute she lost everything. It's very important to see that message also. All of one's knowledge, emotions, imaginations, and internal, external desires and movements need to be directed towards God. Only then one finds fulfillment, harmony, and peace. Bottom line is, the same thing with public speaking. First thing you should talk about is really public speaking. Hashem, I'm talking to you, but there's people here listening. That's public speaking. It's directed towards God. The people are there just to listen. But if I'm not directed towards God, and I'm thinking about it, my honor, I lose the signal. Then I'm thinking, looking for validation or approval, not, looking, not directed towards God. You see where everything has to be directed towards God and if it's not directed towards god then there's no peace of mind remember if it's directed towards honor then what happens when i don't get that honor then i have anxiety see the difference everything has to be direct- directed towards god that's the feeling you have afterwards if you feel good afterwards it's because you had you were connected to god if you you don't feel good enough, if you feel good but all of a sudden the feelings coming off it's maybe you're too involved in your, yourself in those areas However, if one's asking for anything less than his great, this greatness, one will be overwhelmed like a sinking ship with roaring waves. tossed from one to the other one. If a person does not succeed in dwelling in some kind of thick mud, if a person does succeed in dwelling in some kind of thick mud or fake spirit, or some materialistic emotion, one's light may be diminished for a short time, so that one we convince oneself of having found fulfillment. However, once it's gone, you'll see who you are at. This is drugs. I feel so connected to God. I feel so connected to God with drugs. I feel, I feel oneness. Okay. What happens after you stop taking them? You feel miserable. That means it wasn't a real high. And this is exactly, by the way, this is exactly what drug addicts and people are, are seeking. They're just seeking love. When they're taking something, they're seeking oneness. All the drugs do, I said this many times, is they block the lower levels of, of feelings that are making you feel that way this, in the first place. When I'm feeling anxious and I take two, two martinis, I feel love, I feel oneness. I don't feel shame, I don't feel guilt. I feel like I'm alive. That's technically how you should be feeling. But what's not allowing you to feel like that? It's all the lower things that you're holding on to. So really, drugs is really a spiritual experience but it's not without the appropriate vessel. So all you're doing is raising your consciousness. This is why wine itself, Gemara tells us, wine, if it's drank properly, it can expand your mind, it could take the edge off. But if it's done the wrong way to escape, it makes you, it brings judgment. So wine is a very powerful, we bring every single time we say, Kiddush on wine. There's a concept of, of, of wine. Wine does liberate us, it liberates our mind. But the opposite could also happen. It could also sink you. If the intention of wine is not the right way. I'm I'm Purim, we're, we're drinking wine to, lit, to reach such high levels of consciousness. But if we're not, if we're doing it in the wrong way, to, uh, to, to suppress anger, then the wine doesn't have the same experience. But this, this is what he's saying here. And he's saying religion is not a Jewish concept. The belief that God is relevant only within religion and it's caused to perceive the world as an empty way, God must be evident with all forms of life and existence and consequences. God will always be experienced in all life and experience. Religion is just a simple way to train one's actions, personality, feelings, etc. Mitzvahs are ways to connect to God. They're not there to enslave in you, they're there to connect you. So, this is why a mitzvah is not there to enslave you. We, we, if we have the image that we're being enslaved, then we have the wrong view of God and that that view of God must be completely divorced. So may we connect to God's unlimited, unlimited ain't self. And that's one, one. when I was younger, I've always had that image, the concept of something being the, the infinity. I don't know why, my, when I was younger, I always asked when I was a kid, what's with this infinity? How could, how could, how could it be something in, infinite, infinite? And maybe this is the, the, the message, is, is to connect to the infinite. Connect to the infinite. Anytime we're trying to ask for healing, Hashem, you're infinite. There's no limits that you can do. You can, say, you can save me. But more importantly, I need to let you in. And that's opening up my own gates of perspective and my own gates of knowledge and getting into to know you. And the more I know you, the more Then the more I let you in my life, then the more miracles come. It's not that these miracles are not there. They're there. They just need to be revealed. They need to be brought down twice. Have a great day.